left fielders. This is the Infielder Spotlight Podcast, powered by Left Field Investors. Our community is focused on networking and education to help people invest passively and think differently. Let's go. Welcome to the Infielder Spotlight episode, where one of our infielders share their story with host Chad Ackerman. Listen in to gain insights from our community on how to create financial freedom through passively investing in real assets that generate real cash flow. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the LFI Spotlight. I'm your host, Chad Ackerman, and with me today is infielder Dan Reese. Dan, appreciate you joining the show. Yeah, Chad, thanks for having me, man. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Appreciate you too. I know you're newer left field, so appreciate you joining the podcast so quickly into the relationship with left field as it is, but excited to have you. Yeah. After the initial meetup with him, the one-on-one call, I realized this is a place that I've been longing for a while. So thanks to fellow LFI, Brady Hanna is the one who recommended that I join up. So there we go. Props to Brady. We need to get Brady. Get Brady in. Yeah, he's now. got a lot of good stuff to share, too. <laughs> no pressure, but let's get him on the show, too. Well, cool. We appreciate it. We always start with the simplest thing first. Just give us the where are you from? What do you do kind of background? Yeah. So I live in Idaho. Been here for 13 years. I raised three of our four kids here. Moved from Silicon Valley, California. And it's been amazing. So I am currently a full-time real estate investor. So I do that. I was able to about five years ago, kind of semi-retire. And most of my career spent as a financial advisor from a couple of different firms. But then I stopped drinking the Kool-Aid and shifted over to high school education as a football coach, athletic director. That's not what allowed me to become semi-retired. My wife ended up building a business I say that doesn't sound like the standard exactly. wealth building no, that was a steps to take unconventional. Or anything, so. so at the same time, I switched to education and gave up my licenses. My wife ended up starting a business that did really well. It's more of a kind of a passive business, but she was killing it and we didn't necessarily need my income anymore. So I was able to step back because it was a very time consuming job for football and directing and spend more time with our young kids. At that time, when I was able to semi-retire, our kids were eight, six, four, and two. So I was able to take a step back and really focus on raising them intentionally. That's great. No, good for you. It sounds like you married well. Sounds like you got a great family and everything else. So I married up big time, man. Let's be honest. Most of our LFIers probably did. Yes, absolutely. So, okay. Financial planner to high school administration to full-time real estate investor. Talk to us about that journey. How did you get into the real estate side of things when you were sitting in those seats to begin with? Oh, man. So ended up being one of my best investments ever was when we moved to Idaho, we bought our first piece of real estate. And that I was advised by one of my mentors to try to hold on to that real estate and accumulate as much as you can. So we ended up buying it real cheap from 2010 was kind of the bottom of the market here in Idaho. So when we upgraded, when our family grew, because there's something in the water up here in Idaho, they just like churn out kids very often. So our family grew and we needed a bigger spot. I decided not to sell our home and rent it out, which turned out to be a great, huge blessing for us because we were able to go from 2,400 square feet to 3,600 square feet and leverage that other asset. And then I used that as a rental property as well. So I had some equity in there 
And but I'd always my financial advising background, I was always looking for creative ways to make money. And that rental got me a little bit kind of interested, but there was only one door. And so three years ago, I kind of fell in an opportunity to partner with a couple of guys to take down a small mobile home park in south of Kansas City, which was my first multifamily investment. So I ended up actually limping into that one by using a self-directed IRA. So I'm on paper, I'm a limited partner on that one since I can't take an active role. But that got me going and got the juices flowing. And I had met the guy from my neighborhood. His kid was mowing my lawn and he'd be going and doing the edging while his kid was mowing the lawn. So, And I knew that he was an elementary principal. So he's kind of in the same boat that I was in, in education. So he told me that, hey, he found another property off market. And being in the Pacific Northwest, things are cap rates are pretty low and pretty expensive. So seeing that the Midwest and there's a bubble, I guess there was elements outside of my bubble that cap rates and income from that you can produce from these properties were substantial. I decided, hey, it was worth a shot. So that's what got me going three years ago. Nice. Three years ago into that. So from financial planner to high school administration, to mobile home park owner and rental, single family rental. What have the steps been from there? Have you migrated more into the syndication space then still? It's been very unconventional. Going from that one single family mobile home park, or I'm sorry, from the mobile home park, it was a smaller park around 20 lots or so. Well, I immediately were, was able to jump into a syndication. Had never been part of the syndication before, but due to my skill set and networking, the mobile home park space is a little bit unfamiliar. It's not mainstream. So there's a big need for a lot of these value-add properties to source homes. So my sole role in the syndication was to source homes and create new relationships with either wholesalers or manufacturers. So I was a GP there and put some LP money in that on the syndication side, but I realized I liked my flexibility. I liked my lifestyle. So I realized if I was to continue to down the syndication route, I'd basically be giving myself a full-time job. So I took a little bit of a step back and limited my role on the syndication and ended up also being a financial advisor. I really didn't want to bring on outside investors at the time. So just started picking up assets around the Midwest Then my next one was another mobile home park. And then I got into RV parks in the following year as well. And so slowly started picking those up from off market to on market, but the MLS, so they're basically on market mispriced is what I call it. And so now when a real estate is listing something that a commercial guy or a residential real estate guy is listing something a commercial guy should list, I think there's an opportunity there. If you're listening to this podcast, then you're probably already thinking about ways to generate income passively and to reduce your tax burden. But did you know that you can retain more of your W-2 income by investing in oil and gas? As you might know, my income is generally passive, but if you're a high wage earner who still gets a large portion of your income from a W-2 job, this investment opportunity could help you hold on to more of your hard-earned money, which means you have the chance to make more passive investments. Billy Keels and the team at First Generation Capital Partners are experienced with investing in this sector, and they have a free download available for our listeners who want to learn more. To find out just how much you can save by investing in oil and gas, head to firstgencp.com slash LFI pay less tax and download your free guide. Hello everyone, this is Steve Sue, one of the founders of Left Field Investors. I would like to sincerely thank you for being amazing supporters of our growing community. 
You all are at the forefront of the left field investing movement where we take away the emphasis of paper investments on Wall Street by thinking differently and investing passively in real assets on Main Street. My wife, who wants to go back to having normal conversations at the dinner table, is thrilled and relieved that I've finally found other like-minded people who geek out about economic vacancy, reversion cap rates, and of course my favorite, IRR partitioning. Anyway, thank you again for traveling this journey with us, and please help us spread the word about left field investors. You at least got to pay attention to that when you see it, right? That's great. Interesting. So have you stuck with those asset classes, mostly RV and mobile home parks? Yeah. So now I'm up to total. And I guess my portfolio is six parks in the syndication. So three mobile home parks and three RV parks. And mostly I look at the smaller classes or I mean, I guess the smaller size parks. There's a lot of the bigger parks will have, yeah, they're going to, they're going to work with a broker and it's much harder to get those off market and as much value. And for myself, I like to target kind of cash on cash return where I can see something above 30% the first year. I can find those typically by being more active. I would say it's a hybrid of passive and active because I'm active, but the time commitment for it used to be as a football coach or an administrator, like it's something that it's kind of a lifestyle. I'd say it put in a good amount of time, but it's not nearly, it's something that's more enjoyable, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that's great. Congratulations on getting to that point too. That's awesome. That's good. That gets you to where you are today. Can you speak to maybe what resources you found that were helpful along the way that helped you get comfortable, make your decisions, have the confidence to pull the trigger and so forth? Oh man. Yeah, you're absolutely right because you almost need that catalyst. And for me, it was podcasts from mobile home specific podcasts to a podcast like this, LFI. A lot of the time it's the guys that are a couple steps ahead of me, the ones that started 20, 30 years ago, a lot of wisdom there, but I need the guy that's in the trenches right now. So that's where a lot of podcasts were, I feel like there's a big transition of wealth that's happening now. And there's a lot of younger guys who are hungry going after. And that's what I found in the mobile home park space. So several, I'd say three or four podcasts that I listen to regularly to understand the operation side, the lending side, to figuring out how to just add the value, what's going to be your biggest bang for your buck. So the podcasts were huge. I think that's a great piece of advice to get some knowledge from those that are veterans that are the 20-year vets, but find people that are getting the same battle scars that you are right now too, just because they are closer to where you are in your journey. There's some value in that on both sides, by all means, but having somebody that has just done what you're trying to do is kind of valuable too, I think. So I think that's great that you were looking for for that as well. Awesome. So kind of in that vein, as you have walked your journey so far, can you speak to some advice or some lessons learned that you have that you could share with the community that might be beneficial to those that are a couple steps behind you in getting their battle scars too? (laughs) We all have them. (laughs) As soon as I had that initial conversation with Jim, it blew my mind. I guess one of my unfair advantages is I love to network and opportunities. They come through people. They just don't like appear out of nowhere. So some of the biggest opportunities have been coming for being active in a space like this, like LFI, like Facebook groups, not just being a fly on the wall, but what are you doing to get out of your comfort zone to make those intentional connections, I feel like has been something that I wasn't always the person that wanted to do that. But I saw the more I did it, there was fruit to that labor. 
And so getting and doing that and having great conversations, because then you come to the more you interact with the like-minded people, the more you kind of come to mind when there is an opportunity. Point in fact is staying in contact with a broker allowed me to get an off-market deal, which was a unit that I put zero money in. But because I was his only buyer in this specific metro, he threw it my way. And all he did was make the introduction, but that's all I needed. And so it was the introduction to the seller and he got paid, I got paid. It turned out to be a great situation. So being intentional with that networking is a big deal. And I never understood when my coaches said this when I was younger, you get out of it what you put into it. It's starting to make sense. The older I get, these coaches weren't crazy, right? Isn't it terrible when you start realizing Oh, I'm turning into them. I remember 25 realizing my dad was right. I was like, oh my gosh. It's an epiphany for me, but no, that's great. You almost described exactly why we built Left Field to begin with is to gather that like-minded community of, I jokingly say, we may not be right about everything, but at least you know there are others that are thinking the same way that you are, that there's some comfort in that. At least I find it that way. Like I'm not the only idiot that thinks this is a good deal or something along those lines. So, And on that point, it's like you need to find those people because my wife has had it up to here with the amount of spreadsheets and everything. You need to find those people so you can geek out. And so I was telling you briefly, so made the announcement of being a part of LFI. And I got a message and a friend request from a buddy I played college football with and did, had no clue, hadn't connected with them in years. And we were able to geek out the next week and have a relationship. But so Tommy P, if you're listening to this man, shoot me a text and tell me how this went. So... Now we got two new people to get on the podcast. Thanks. Your network's working for me, man. I love it. <laughs> it sounds like an awesome journey. A lot's gone on. You've gone through a lot to get to where you are today, but it sounds like you're in a really cool place today too, from what we've talked about. What's next for you then? What's on the horizon? Where do you go from here? Well, I just heard today on with Jim and that what I love about this is I get to learn about all these different asset classes. It was about a guy that's looking to syndicate NAG and Holy cow, man. I just love to understand the different businesses out there. For me, I'm probably going to be looking to do more of a hybrid model and start throwing some more income to the passive side. Locally, I'm probably going to expand my footprint and businesses sell at a bigger multiple as well versus, I guess, a lower multiple, which is more advantageous. So I, I may end up doing some businesses locally here in Idaho as I look to expand my footprint in the Midwest as well. So the things that I can put my hands on more locally is going to probably get a little bit more of my attention. So it's always looking for opportunity. I'm a student of opportunity is what it comes down to. I really enjoy the networking. So I'm hoping to be able to get out to a couple of the events, the LFI events. I think there's one in Arizona, but on the West Coast a little bit. So we look for all those opportunities. We enjoy the face-to-faces. So we'll be actually be traveling next week to Utah for some stuff. By the time this airs, we'll be back. But a lot of good networking capabilities by getting that face-to-face arrangement too. But I wish you the best of luck. Sounds like a great journey you've been on. It sounds like you got some good diversification coming around the corner probably. But we really appreciate you being part of the community and look forward to the value add you bring to us too with your experiences and what you share. So For sure, Chad. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. And we thank everybody for listening in today. And we will see you next time in the spotlight. Hey, left fielders. This is Julian McClurkin. When I'm not on the court with the Harlem Globetrotters, I'm the chief storyteller for Tribe Vest. Now, you might be thinking, why would Tribe Vest hire a Globetrotter? 
<laughs> well, through my travels around the world, I've met so many amazing people and heard their incredible stories. And it's no different at Tribe Best. My job is to share the stories of people investing together as a group, as a tribe. TribeVest allows groups to pool their capital, set up their LLCs and bank accounts, help with operating agreements, funding rounds, and so much more. Whether you're investing with other dads from your kid's preschool class or getting into real estate syndications with people around the country like LFI infielder Brian Pawnell, TribeVest helps them all make it happen. If you want to hear more about stories about TribeVest's customers, just check out TribeVest's YouTube channel. And if you're already ready to start investing as a group, head on over to TribeVest.com today. Hi, this is Zach Haptonstall, CEO and co-founder of Rise48 Equity. At Rise48, we partner with investors like you to purchase large apartment buildings that we renovate to increase the value and create a profit margin for our investors through monthly passive cash flow distributions and profits on sale. We're a vertically integrated company specializing in the Phoenix, Arizona, and Dallas, Texas markets with over 200-plus full-time W-2 employees who are focused on making sure your investment is taken care of. To learn more about Rise48 Equities Multifamily Investments, schedule a call with me at rise48equity.com backslash invest. Thanks for hanging out in the infield with us today. If you're interested in becoming an infielder, you can find us at leftfieldinvestors.com or you can send me an email directly at chad at leftfieldinvestors.com. Thank you for listening to the Passive Investing from Left Field podcast. If you enjoy the show, please go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts and rate and review the show. This show is for entertainment purposes only. Nothing said on the show should be considered financial advice. Before making any decisions, consult a professional. This show is copyrighted by Passive Investing from Left Field and Left Field Investors. Written permissions must be granted before syndication or rebroadcasting.